2: Now the CFL fans have come alive. They've been waiting for this all day. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. If Cody says he's hurt, then the riders should sit him for at least a week. We'll then find out how good Mason Fine is. Just my opinion. Cody Fajardo is the highest paid rough rider in franchise history. If he's breathing, he's going to tell you he's playing. They're going to put the guy out there that gives him the best chance to win.
3: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
2: It sure is. Welcome all inside, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar, where we're broadcasting the 804th episode of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. It's the RP show coming your way on the Game Plus Television Network and uh, also live streaming on YouTube coming up today. I'm very excited. It's hot. You've all been sitting there waiting all day. You've been drinking coffee, getting ready for the show, just like me. And it's going to be awesome. We're not going to let you down. Uh, PGA analyst... And from Can Golf, Luke Elvey is going to join us to talk about the wild ending to the British Open, live golf, which everybody in sports is talking about right now, and the longtime voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Stephen, is going to be with us an hour too, not just to talk about the CFL, but everything that's going on with the Flames and NHL free agency. Joining us in the NHL's Bermuda uh, Triangle right now is the Moose, Darren Moose Dupont. So if we can bring great hair, if we can bring him on just before we get rolling, you. It seems like you've been giving me weather reports every day when we get rolling moose what is it over there <laughs> heat warning raining hail what's happening in the rectangle
0: hail and and all that's gone uh no we're we're sunny and gorgeous today i don't know what the weather's supposed to get up to but it's beautiful
2: well it's summer right and that means that we're going to talk nhl in canada can you hit the quick six show horn please director jordan please and thank you Thank you. Uh, Like I said, we'll get to a lot of the CFL stuff next hour when Mark Stephen joins us. And there's a lot of stuff to get to. But the ratings came out. The ratings. You can always tell when I talk to John Lynch in the morning, can't you? I talked to John Frenzy this morning. And he said, for those that don't know, the Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster, the Don Cherry of football, who will be 85 September the 6th. He said, oh, Regina's a mess. Everybody's pissed off. Oh, God. Anyways. The ratings came out. Where was I? Ever since we made the decision in the spring to go NHL-focused, NHL-first, our ratings have tripled. So how about that? So yeah. and as, as it how takes me that? a while to figure things out. It takes me a while to figure things out. But for the CFL fans, if you can just hang on into segment two, after our first commercials, we'll probably dedicate the rest of that whole segment to the Canadian Football League, but not now because this NHL stuff is going crazy. Everywhere I turn, and it's okay. It's my fault if I really didn't want to hear the Matthew Kachuk talk and the Johnny Goodrow talk. I could change it to a music station or turn the radio off entirely or not go to the grocery store. But you can't do that. you got to live. And everywhere you go, I'm hearing NHL talk and heat tends to follow me, Moose, as you know. You've known me long enough now. I just The puck follows Crosby. Heat follows me. And I happen to be in Calgary, and it's all about, was Gaudreau leaving? And everybody's kind of over that now, at least until he returns in January with the Blue Jackets. Now it's Matthew Kachuk. We literally just got off the air on Wednesday, and my phone went off with a notification that Matthew Kachuk is now informed the Calgary Flames he won't be resigning. So he's done with the Calgary Flames. I'm like, oh, we just missed it. We could have spent the last 10 minutes talking about that. So all the talk here now is where Matthew Kachuk will go. But you got to understand there's a lot of fake news out there. Frank Saravelli saying today, yeah, that list that you heard, it was on Fan 960 Radio, Frank Saravelli said, that list that you heard of the four or five teams that Kachuk will only go to, Matthew Kachuk, that's not, that's not correct. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go again. More than anything, I would... Say, like to say, I still think the Calgary Flames will be good. That's what I'm gonna ask you. Will they be a playoff team next year? And that might have been a pretty good poll question today, actually, but it's not gonna be our poll question. You know what I'm hearing the most, Moose? They should just scrap everything, trade Markstrom, get rid of everybody, and tank for Connor Bedard. Crap the bedard. Get the hashtag, or crap the bedard. For Bedard.
3: Damn!
2: So I'm I like I'm hearing it every single day. Connor Bedard's name coming up in this town on the radio, on the streets, on the highways and byways at the gas station, Connor Bedard, they want Connor Bedard. That ain't happening. So there's, there's my opening
0: rant. Yeah, it's not, it's not happening. They're not getting Connor Bedard. They're not going to be that bad. The worst fear for Calgary flames fans is that they're good enough to challenge for a playoff spot, but they're not good enough to get into the playoffs. You know, and what that means is they they could be in store for a season like the winnipeg jets just have high expectations you know just coming off you know a bit of a run and then just falling short but never really falling completely out of the race that you start to become a lottery selection right that would be the worst case scenario this contract trade is very interesting because they have to decide if they're going to retool or rebuild You've got Dustin Wolf as a goaltender waiting in the wings in the minor league system, right, who could be the next guy for you. You could start to build around that, what you get back for Kachuk in the next wave. But, yeah, that's a big decision for uh, for the GM True living.
2: Yeah, if I swung the camera around, and you know what, it, what the outlook is here at the casino right now. I'm seeing Kachuk, you know, Gaudreau on the television here. Like, it's literally... Everywhere, and the one thing I learned this my 20 years as voice of the Rough Riders, I said rider fans were like lions, because I talked to a lion, uh, not tamer, but a like a zookeeper guy, and he was feeding the lions. Not when I was with you, it was another zoo in the states, and uh, he goes, "It's the craziest." I said, "How much you feed these guys every day?" And he goes, "It's the wildest thing. The more you feed them, the hungrier they get." I'm like, "Dang, that's like rider fans," and I'm starting to realize all fans are like that. The more you give them, the more they want. They never fill up. Yeah. So this NHL talk, no wonder our ratings, have tri- they, our ratings have tripled. They can't get enough of it. But, the, but I also, that doesn't mean everybody has, knows what they're talking about. When I hear this Bedard talk, I'm like, you don't, are you familiar with the draft lottery? You can't tank. If the Flames were a team, let's just say they wanted, <laughs> Chicago's clearly in it, the Bedard sweepstakes. Clearly. They're rebuilding. But if you're the Flames, you can't do that. And one of the guys at the front here, the security, said the worst place to be is mediocre. Like you just said, mediocrity is the worst place. You're not a cup contender, but you're not terrible. And I'm not sure the Flames are there. I mean, look at the Oilers, for the love of Pete. Christmas last year, New Year's, they were out of a playoff spot. And they went to the Final Four, and all they did was Addie Vanderkane and fire their coach. Two pretty big things. But you get it and <laughs> Goudreau and Kachuk weren't exactly playoff performers. But Rod, Johnny scored the winner in Game Seven against Dallas because he finally started playing. You talked to some people that Kachuk had his bags packed in the order series, and it sure looked like it. So this is the runaround that we're getting here: is that they're upset that those guys are leaving because they were very popular. I get it. Talk about Matthew Kachuk, by the way. Where is he? 40-goal scorer, 100-point guy, ninth in the league in goals. But they didn't put a letter on him when they were looking for a captain after Giordano, Giordano left. I've never met him. You and I have watched him play. I'm sitting there going, this is the kind of guy you win with. And then I thought, but the Flames haven't. And they've been good enough around him the last couple of years. So I don't know how much of a leader he is, I just think they can get a lot back for him, and I'm going to move on from here other than to say that's my thoughts. I still think the Flames are going to be good. It looks like the Blues are a very likely destination, his hometown. Um, But Jordan Kairou and Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas just signed an 8x8, and he didn't have half the numbers Kachuk had last year. Kairou and Thomas are half the players that Matthew Kachuk is, so it should be a big haul. Coming back, and I think the flames will be fine. And on the local players, by the way, if I can say this about Sam Steele from Sherwood Park, free agent. Unre- you know what I'm? Why I say it like that, right? The Steele commercial. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, home, the uh, yard, uh, the yard equipment company. Steele. That's the way I used <laughs> to always say it when he played for the Pats. Sam Steele. He's an unref- uh, unrestricted free agent. He's from Sherwood Park, and if he wants to go home, because. Home is where the heart is. It's just a couple hours up the highway. i got to think the Flames will sign Sam Steele. He's a first-round talent, a world junior star. Make it happen. Uh, There is news from Thursday morning. The Nashville Predators have signed forward Nino Nino, Niederreiter to a two-year, $8 million contract. He is a former Portland Winterhawk. He will carry a cap hit of $4 million under the new deal. Last year, he had 24 goals and 44 points in 75 games with the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, he's a stud now. He's from Switzerland, and uh, good for Nashville. But I would still rather have Sam Steele or any Western Canadian player. Our NHL coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. And you could say that I've already been on my first rant of the day for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. See you soon, Camco. Hello, guys. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. I could slip into the uh, chat here. Jeff, the Stamps fan says, so in other words, the flames are stuck in purgatory. Free agency ain't over yet. It's July 21st, so just don't get your panties in a bunch. Oh, yeah, by the way, B.W. writes in from Edmonton. See, this has got him. This has got him excited. B.W. A list reported says any American team for Kachuk, no Canadian teams. Hashtag who knows. Just this morning I heard on the local radio show somebody connected to the Flames saying that he thought Matthew Kachuk will go to Ottawa. And I'm like, he doesn't want to play in Canada. Is that not clear? Why am I listening to this? Clearly, I'm the idiot. Kevin, my guy Kevin, from Airdrie writes in, Good morning, Rod. Happy Thursday. Flames take. These new-age players have been treated like kings for their entire career. Now bring in Sutter. He's old school. They don't like it. Hashtag Go Lions Go. Let me ask you something, Moose. As a guy that employs Mm -hmm. people, are you behooved, if I use that term right, to trade a guy to a team? that he wants to go to, like, do you, do you have to do that as a general manager? Here's my list. Trade me to one of these.
0: Do you have to do that? I don't think so. I don't think you have to do that. Is it, you know, I mean, depending on the no movement clause and that type of thing, I understand why Ottawa would come up because Brady's there, but that's not always the case for players wanting to play with their siblings. Um, the thing about it is when I'm making a deal, if I'm a general manager trying to acquire Matthew Kachuk, if I'm a, canadian team and he's got maybe you know let's say he's got some term left he's got a year left on his deal if i'm signing him in ottawa or i'm signing you know trading for him in toronto or montreal or edmonton i'm not giving calgary as much because i know he's going to leave in free agency if he doesn't want to be in canada so i would trade him get him for the year so i'm not going to get as much for him if i'm in st louis or i'm in an american city where he wants to go and i'm confident i can re-sign him then it's worth a little more in terms of assets so calgary will probably want to trade him somewhere that he wants to go because then they can get more for him
2: hey glad that you so it works for the teams to do you're doing it for the for the for yourself as the team yeah not for the player and just on the local player thing by the way because i know we all those we have all those viewers in winnipeg and even they're chiming in on the kachuk thing randy from winnipeg says get something for kachuk and keep on trying to win calgary do it for your fans yeah, it is not time for a rebuild here yet in Calgary. It just isn't, and I think everybody knows that, and I'm kind of getting tired of the bunk that I'm hearing because they're still a good team. But on the local player thing, I know people are going to say, it's not that easy, Rod, and no, I've never been an NHL GM, but I'm going to play one anyways. Everybody thinks you can be a broadcaster. It's so damn easy, so yeah, clearly it's easy to be a GM. When the Jets had uh, with the 11th or 12th pick a couple years ago and went with Cole Perfetti, mom Spaghetti, He's from Toronto, right? They could have had Seth Jarvis. I'm just saying, if you're looking at two even players, and those are two pretty even players, I would go with a local guy, especially for a team like Winnipeg that struggles to retain players. And as far as signing guys as free agents, forget about it. So anyways, I think we're done on that for a while. Um, point two, Major League Baseball's Midsummer Classic remains the most watched all-star game in all the major pro sports, even though it drew record lows in viewership for the fifth time since 2015. Tuesday night's game from L.A. Moose, which the American League won 3-2, averaged 7.51 million viewers on Fox. That's down 10% from last year. The game, though, was the most watched program on TV Tuesday night and outdrew the three other major all-star games that were played uh, back in February. The Pro Bowl had 6.6 million, NBA had 6.28 million, and the NHL in the States, 1.15 million. So... MLB All-Star game ratings are down 10%. I tuned in, but just to say that I did. Um, I won't watch the Pro Bowl anymore, and I watch the NHL All-Star game and skills because I'm a hockey fan, and that's how I know that Jordan Cairo was an All-Star last year, and Johnny Hockey, too. But uh, did you? Well, the Home Run Derby, by the way, had a crap load of viewers: 6.88 million. The Home Run Derby outdraws the All-Star games of all the other leagues. So for whatever the the MLBs figured it out for the midsummer, They
0: figured it out. No, they figured it out. And, you know, it goes back to the discussion you had the other day when you brought up the proposed rule changes, right? How, you know, the game times have gone back up towards three hours. They were down to 245. I think the sweet spot in sports is about two and a half hours. If you can get games to two and a half hours or less, your viewership goes up. Anything over two and a half hours, you start to lose viewership. You start to lose attendance. It's a bigger commitment. I think in the all-star game and the home run derby, it's the best of baseball because it's kind of condensed. It's a more fun and lighthearted. So if you are going to watch something throughout the year and you're kind of a casual fan, it's the all-star game because it's the best players. It's fun and it seems to keep moving
2: so there you go we're two points into the warm-up as our guy paul said the ageless paul from iks media our production company who is operating from his studio well he's not but his staff is uh, in the queen city paul has said more hockey more hockey more hockey so there you go and by the way gear up Alberta. the world juniors are back in edmonton this summer from august 9th to the 20th we'll be there broadcasting live for two weeks Single game tickets are on sale now for 40 bucks. Text World Juniors now, all caps, to 902 518 3033 to be entered to win any regular tournament World Junior game tickets of your choice. Two winners will be picked tomorrow. Two new winners. Text it now. We'll be back ball for all, all CFL when we return. You're watching the RP show live from the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV. We're also live streaming sports radio 24 7. In fact, streaming right now at RodPeterson.com.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: Beautiful day here in Cowtown. By the way, we're brought to you in part by Edo Japan with freshly made food and high quality ingredients. Edo Japan is food you can feel good about. Good camera work there, Jordan. Thank you. The ageless Jordan, our director. Um, Arlen Bruce, uh, he's he's checked in just in time for the CFL talk. Regarding these NHL players that don't want to play in Canada, Arlen says, pardon me, why wouldn't they want to play in Canada, home of the loonies and toonies? If you stack your loonies and toonies 20 feet tall, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of cheese for our crackers, right, AB? All right, let's bring in the moose now. My guess is he'll be smiling.
0: <laughs> uh, what? Did you just drop your loonies and toonies? I just dropped my loonies and toonies, yeah.
2: Okay, gotcha. The guy sang a song <laughs> called Loonies and Toonies. Look it up on, oh, uh, no. on uh, iTunes. <laughs> Uh, we're moving on. We're moving on now. We've covered a lot of the NHL, and it's been fun. Uh, but it is July 21st, as I said. There's a doubleheader in the Canadian Football League tonight in this league, which we love so much. Here's the thing. Danny Austin, and I don't know when he's going to be in here. He'll be in here at some point. We all know him, Calgary's son. He's on Twitter today saying, I'm doing my hardest to promote the, uh, the uh, Bombers and Stamps next week, and none of my friends care. It legitimately hurts me. And I don't know why that is. Um, <clears throat> It just it doesn't look good, and that is a huge CFL problem, but it's not going to be our thing to market the league for them. We're sitting here, our phone's on. You want to work together on propping this league up and getting your people out. We're, we're all for it, but I'm not going to make the first step. Let's, we tried. We've tried our asses off. So, yeah, the ball's in their court. Now, to point three, Rider game in jeopardy due to COVID. That is the, my point three, Moose, of our Quick 6 Show topics. And it's actually our poll question today. And I'm surprised at the results so far. For Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center, with dealerships all across the prairies, Capital, should the Rough Riders postpone Saturday's game? What is it, 10 players? 10 Rough Riders have tested positive for COVID. Uh, Moose, I'm, I'm surprised at the results. I wonder if you are. What is your guess on what the vote is
0: on that? My should they postpone the game? My guess is we're at yeah. about seventy-three percent saying yes, they should postpone it.
2: It's fifty-fifty, right on the schnout. What? Right, bang on the nose, fifty-fifty, and I don't. In my lifetime, I've never seen anything as polarizing. Of a topic as COVID has been. Never. There, we've never been through anything like this in our lifetime. And oh my God, I hope we never will again. But it's 50 50 whether the Rough Riders should postpone it or not. Now, I reported on Wednesday that the game will be postponed. And here's why. Clearly, I'm not going to reveal my sources. But let's just say a member of the crew that was to work the game texted me and said, Saturday's Rider Games canceled. And I said, Cancelled or postponed? And he sent me the screenshot that he got from his boss. Cancelled. Even then, I think they got the wording wrong because I can't imagine they're going to scrap the game entirely. There's got to be some place in the schedule down the line that they can fit it. And now the Argos today cancelled their practice. That's the Riders' opponent on Saturday. And the Argos saying, and thank you to Chris from the Argos for the email, saying this is not COVID-related. You're not... So why is it? I mean, you're not practicing because you don't think there's going to be a game on Saturday. I'm sorry to go on a bit of a rant here, but I had some time to think about it. I believe the game will be postponed unless the CFL comes out and changes the rules. Because it's the last thing they want to do is move this game. It's the last thing. The Ryder fans are upset. The Argos are obviously upset. They want to play the games. That's how they make their money. Remember the East final last year when McLeod Bethel Thompson, the starting quarterback for Toronto, had COVID and was ruled out for Sunday's <laughs> the East final? And then Sunday morning, wait a minute, he can play, says the commissioner, Randy Ambrosie. So unless they pull one of those, which would be very CFL-ish, I don't think they're playing on Saturday. And I'm going by my guy who's a trusted friend of mine and a good source. So that's my take on the Riders-Argos uh, game Saturday.
0: I don't know how they can play. I really don't. Not with, you know, the COVID um, uh, positive cases piling up. And we haven't even heard today if there's more. And I would expect there to be more today. And it continued to grow up because it hasn't even started to slow down. It's gotten worse and worse over the first couple of days of the week. So I don't know how they can play. Now, can they move the game to Sunday? Can they move it to Monday? Can they move it to Tuesday? I'm not sure. But, you know, it takes you know more than just a day or two to get over COVID you know, and to test positive or to test negative again. So I don't know, but you look at what the NFL did and and we saw it was at the Denver Broncos, their entire quarterback room uh, had it or was a close contact and they had to start somebody else. They didn't even have a quarterback to play in the game. The NFL said, I don't care. You're still playing. But this is a different situation because you had multiple players. You've got over 10 players, I think, testing positive for COVID. It becomes an issue for the riders to put a team on the field. So, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think there's a game Saturday.
2: Well, Brett Sokolovsky, a viewer in the chat on YouTube, has written in and says, as per Farhan Lalji, the Riders plan to practice today. And as you see, the CFL and their teams use Farhan Lalji and Dave Naylor as their unofficial public relations arms. So the fact that they're going to practice today, does that give us an indication that there will be a game Saturday or a game at all? I guess. So many things change. Uh, By the way, Corey Acker writes that he says, Ellingson, Jeffcoat, out for the Bombers Friday. I don't think that will matter. But thank you for that, Corey. The Blue Bombers announcing their roster for Friday Night Football does not include Greg Ellingson nor Jackson Jeffcoat. So to sit here, all I can say is a trusted source told me the game's off. And I know that's opposite of what... Rough Riders General Manager Jeremy O'Day said, I'm just reporting what I was told. Frank Saravelli reported two Sundays ago that Johnny Gaudreau was going to sign with Calgary. Okay, nobody bats a 1,000. And I'm not backtracking on my report. I'm just telling you a trusted source told me that. But things can change. Just like the East final starting quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts, and this is the CFL, by the way, which is incredibly difficult to cover as a league because of stuff like this. Uh, 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 so 2.4, and that's tonight's games. It's interesting, by the way, uh, it's on our Instagram story. You can vote on who you think's going to win tonight, Montreal at Ottawa or Hamilton at BC. And I've seen people say they've written into this show, Darren, these aren't great matchups. This isn't a good week. I can find something interesting about it. any matchup. And the fact that Ottawa is winless under Paul Apolice this year and that Montreal's still looking for a win for Danny Machocha's one. Trevor Harris going back into Ottawa, the team that told him they didn't want him tonight. That to me is my CTV. And then later on tonight, it's Hamilton and BC. And granted, that is not the sexiest matchup of all time, but it's still CFL football. That's the thing that bothers me. The CFL is a tremendous product. Why this country's turning its back on it as far as fans and ratings, I don't know. Cause you and I are going to be watching. What are your storylines for tonight's games?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of that for sure. I'm with you. You know, when you go back in and you're going to play against a team that doesn't want you or, 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 you know, cast you aside. I mean, to me, that's probably the biggest storyline. Um, I love seeing guys go back into their old buildings and play well against their former teams. I do. I love it. And I think there's an extra chip on the shoulder when you do that. So for me that's the biggest one heading into tonight and uh you know, throughout the week I, I mean I I just saw something, you know, an article talking about the BC Lions and their crazy schedule that they've had, having two bye weeks or whatever it is already, and how can you get any consistency and how do you build consistency for fans showing up because you're not playing every week. So I'm excited to see how they come off the bye week too.
2: You know, it's funny you say that in terms of scheduling. Um and, A.B., I'm going to get to your question. He's made a good one here. But, like the Stampeders, as they say, struggling for profile in this town and selling tickets. I get it. We went to what I think is their only home game they've had. Sands preseason where they speedboated the B.C. Lions here. I think it was 44-10 to 10 or 44-6. to 6. But we went to that Edmonton game. The crowd wasn't great. It was a beautiful summer day. But I think that was their only home game. And... I made a small point of it last week, but I'll make a bigger point of it now. Calgary Stampede, record attendance this year. I think it was 1.6 million people bought a ticket to attend the Calgary Stampede. Lowest ticket price for Championship Sunday, $198. Uh, dollars. Lowest price. I was sitting in the luxury suites. I don't want to say who, but because everybody was well-oiled, so I don't want to out any. well, everybody but me. But let's just say he was an eye, he was an eye doctor. And he's in, and he turned and he laughed and he knew Lee. Lee was with me. And he goes, only lawyers can afford to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy was there. So that's sold out and we're going to have sold a lot of tickets for the World Juniors. And uh, I guess my point is why... The one thing I heard with the answer to Danny Austin's question about why is there no hype for the Bombers-Stamps game... Somebody wrote in at Danny and said, well, the Flames own the stamps, and if they're going to spend any money or try to market any team, they're going to market themselves the Flames, not the stamps. You know, what you see in this town, and you've been here enough, is the bumper stickers, the ball caps that the people are wearing or have on their cars, but you don't see it on a bus stop. You don't see it on a billboard. You don't see it anywhere else. And I don't know, you know, what the answer is to that. Oh. Jeff says the Stamps have had two home games thus far. What, the preseason and the regular season, or did I miss another one? Which is very possible. But anyways, your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, we see it all the time um, when we're around town. And we pointed out to each other, "Oh, there's another Stampeders sticker in a car in the mall parking lot," or, you know, "Here's a guy wearing a stampede hat." And yeah, you don't see it quite as much as lot. the Flames, but you see it, but you see it quite a bit. Like it's impressive, and. I don't know what the answer is. You know, when they say they're going to market their own team, well, that is Calgary, the Stampeders as well. It's the Stampeders as well as the Flames. But, yeah, I I don't really know what the answer is. They've got a great game day atmosphere. I think they've got a great pregame and tailgate. We've talked about it. But to get more people talking about the games on, you know, local media and in social media and, you know, going to the games and better attendance, it's it's a long process. But... I'm not sure what the answer is. I really am not.
2: I know what the answer is, and you know that I know what the answer is, and you know what the answer is. But it's not our job to figure it out. Arlen Bruce III, as I say, multiple Grey Cup champion, writes in, and he says, do you think there will ever be a Super Bowl in Canada or a Grey Cup played in America? That from Arlen Bruce, Spider-Man. No in both cases, but... I did suggest, and I still believe this is the case, it should happen, is the Grey Cup should be played in Las Vegas. Um, But it's it's a topic maybe I'll get into with Mark Steven a little later on, but there's a lot of people in the CFL that are resisting change, kicking and screaming. I could name them if you want. And so change and innovation and thinking outside the box, they're allergic to. They don't want to do it. So That's where we're at. Moose, I'm not sure I'm going to see you again unless you want to come back for overtime. I'll leave that up to you. But great work so far today, my man.
0: Great. I appreciate that. Thank you.
2: A sports update. Canada will send its reigning women's and men's national champions to the first pan-continental curling championships, it was confirmed Wednesday. Team Kerry Anderson of Gimli, Manitoba, and Team Brad Gushu of St. John's, Newfoundland, winners of the 2022 Scotties, and 2022 Tim Hortons-Briar will wear the maple leaf at the inaugural pan-continental event, which is scheduled for October 30th to November 5th at Windsport Arena, here in Calgary. Canada's Brooke Henderson shot a 7-under par 64 to grab the clubhouse lead in the opening round of the Evian Championship in France. The 24-year-old Brooke eagled the par 5 ninth hole and added six birdies. The Evian Championship is the fourth of five majors on the LPGA, uh, LPGA Tour. And Russia's foreign ministry says the U.S. has shown disrespect for Russian law by characterizing basketball star Brittany Griner's jailing on drug charges as wrongful detention Greiner was arrested in mid-February after cannabis vape canisters were found in her luggage at a Moscow airport. A ministry spokesperson said the legalization of cannabis in parts of the U.S. has no bearing on what happens in Russia. You should not fool around with Russian law enforcement. Niet.
3: How about that? We're brought
2: to you in part by, we're brought to you in part by Edo Japan with freshly made food and high-quality ingredients. Edo Japan is food... You can feel good about. We're gonna talk some British Open, some live golf, and whatever else comes up with Luke LV next from Can Golf, golf analyst as well. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV Network. We're live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio, streaming now at RodPeterson.com.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
2: time sports talk is the best we have breaking news breaking news on this thursday kyler murray has his new deal the arizona cardinals have signed the 24 year old quarterback to a five-year 230.5 million dollar extension and makes him the second highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Again, Connor Murray re-upping with the cards. Well, Cameron Smith charged his way into history on the old course, a Sunday stunner at St. Andrews that sent the Australian to his first major by overcoming Rory McIlroy to win the British Open. And joining us to talk about that and more is Luke Elvey, the voice of PGA 2K and uh, from Golf. Hey, Luke, good to see you, my man. That's just sort of scratching the surface. It was a historic come back on Sunday. Uh, What did you think for Cameron Smith?
4: Just uh, a miraculous rod. When he missed that short putt on nine for birdie and you knew Rory was in the group behind and he had holes up his sleeve that were easy to get at. I thought, Oh, that was the moment. And then he just went on a tear birdies 10 through 14 shoots 30 coming home in the 150th open on the old course with everything going on in the game and against Rory McElroy, who's effectively the poster child of the game now, given the Tigers' you know, ailments just don't allow him to be competitive anymore. It was just a massive performance at exactly the right time, and he deserves all the spoils of that uh, heroic victory.
2: Well, to be honest, in, uh, in other sports, football, hockey, baseball, they would say, did Smith win it or did McElroy lose it? In this case, Cameron won it, ripping off that string of birdies uh, on the back nine, right? Mm.
4: Well, that and the, the huge pass save on 17. He got down in two from a precarious spot behind the road hole bunker. It was a massive pass save and then booted the last while he's, uh playing competitor. Cameron Young made a bur- uh, eagle on him, so he had to make the putt to ensure that he wasn't going to go in a playoff. Um, uh, so that was huge. Uh, Look, Cameron Smith has shown for the last three to four years that he's uh, one of the better players in the world now. And to step up and deliver on the biggest stage like that, that's what players dream of doing. And there was this glorious image of him sitting inside the R&A, the historic clubhouse there at St Andrews, reading through the names of champions on the claret jug. And his name's etched into that forever. What more do you need to say?
2: Well, not much. I'm just. It's been a wonderful, I think a wonderful summer for golf. Certainly an ending like that is. How would you characterize this summer of 22? You, you predicted it coming when the snow was on the ground. We were sitting in your establishment right. in Canmore. You said it's coming. And it's, mm-hmm. has it been more nuclear than you thought?
4: Yes, it's happened faster than I thought. Um, when I said to you, look, uh, you underestimate the Saudi-backed live golf tour at your own peril. Uh, They have a uh, river full of cash that will never stop flowing. And we know in a capitalistic society that money always wins and um, have just been able to do it a whole lot quicker. It's so much so that said yesterday in his first sort of big chat after the Open Championship that we're a year ahead of schedule. We are doing in year two and to do in year three. And what that is. They've signed elite players. The names haven't been announced yet. Uh, they'll play in teams, national-style teams, and they'll compete under franchise names that will be owned by big billionaire owners or businessmen or, uh, let's say, corporate entities, and this will be a huge play. Think gambling. Think, you know, big big franchise businesses like we've seen in all team sports uh, this is the way golf's going on the live golf tour. And um, <clears throat> look, it's, it's fascinating. It's a watch this space every week. It really is.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I had some business guys on the weekend uh, at stampede say to me, so your show is like the live golf of broadcasting. I'm like, I hope so. And uh, <laughs> the viewers, the viewers nice. are all writing in, yeah, with their questions, and they want me to ask you what was going to be my next question anyways. Last time you were on, I asked how you feel about Live Golf, and you said, I just want what's best for golf. But you never really said if you thought it was good for golf. So do you think this is what's best for golf?
4: Disruptive. I'll be forthright right there. It's absolutely disruptive. The establishment's reeling right now to a point where they may – never be the same ever again. Um, Good for golf. It is good for golf in many respects because it's providing more opportunities for other people. Uh, The Saudi investment um, into sports in general, has Formula One improved? Has Newcastle United improved? Things they invest their money in are thriving. Will golf thrive because of this? The golf that we have been fed for the last 50 years might not thrive again, but golf as a sport will continue to thrive, in my opinion. And what people need to understand is professional golf makes up 0.1% of all golfers. Yes, it's the shop front window for the sport, but the sport of golf will continue long after professional golf uh, is gone if it ever goes. So is it good for golf? Yes. Are there some factors about it that people are concerned about? And, you know, you could have a little bit of trepidation. Sure.
2: Yeah. Publicity is key and they're getting that. And I think some leagues need to understand that and they don't, but obviously, unless it's all for show, Luke, you would know better than me because you've been in those clubhouses. Is it tearing the golfers apart? Cause you got tiger sitting back just lobbing bombs that live golf. He changed golf 20 plus years ago himself. And I think mm. it's just a little, self-serving for him to say this now uh what 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 do you think about tiger's stance on this
4: tiger's absolutely entitled to anything he wants to think and say he has earned that right he has basically made professional golf what it is today like arnold palmer and jack nicholas did before him greg norman was a a massive star in that gap between jack and, and tiger these people helped the pga tour grow to what it is there's no question the pga tour didn't help Tiger Woods grow to where he was. Tiger helped the PGA tour grow to where it is. So if Tiger wants to say, hey, back to the establishment, absolutely right and, and and free to say exactly how he feels. Is it tearing up the locker room? Not as much as what people think. It's tearing up the tours. The PGA tour and the DP World Tour, which is the European tour, they're battling with this. But the players, most of them have moved on. And you'll find in the next three to six months when it's all unveiled what's happening with live golf going forward that the big names who said, Hey, I'm going to, you know, stay with the PGA tour going to play on whatever tour is the biggest in the world because they want to compete against the best. That's what will happen.
2: Fascinating to watch. Always fascinating to chat with you. I see you're getting out, getting some rounds in Luke. Uh, thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of the summer.
4: Thank you, Rod. Time to have a little vacation. It's been a lot of golf and a lot of talking about golf, so time to just rest for a little bit.
2: Good for you. Enjoy it. Luke Elvey from Golf joining us and the voice of PGA2K. It's a viewer takeover when we come back. The voice of the Stampeders and legendary Calgary broadcaster Mark Stephen is here. He's coming up in hour two. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, and we'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, and you can always catch the podcast. If you've missed it, wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. It is viewer takeover time here on the RP Show. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one half off today at your local Taco Time with over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. Again, buy one burrito, get the second half off at Taco Time. Uh, I'll tell you what, I think we can close the contest for the World Juniors here in this summer of hockey. Oh, I just opened up the text line, and it's fall from Contest Entrance. And we'll probably, maybe as early as next week, start talking some World Juniors. It is the summer of hockey. You can get your tickets for the World Juniors in Edmonton, August 9th to the 20th, right now, for as low as $40 at HockeyCanada.ca. We'll see you there at Rogers Place. We'll be broadcasting live. Jim Wagner writes in on the 902 text line from Belgoni. He says, love the, guy, love the show, guys. So much fun every day. Blessings to you all. It hasn't changed. Every single day when I jump out of bed, I am excited to get in here and host this show, no matter where it is. But we're in our 16th week here at Great Eagle. We do have the uh, breaking news. Well, <sighs> Connor Murray has re upped. What were the numbers again, guys? Five years, 230 million. Like I'm bad at math, but that's a lot. 240, 160 million u.s dollars and maybe this is a little bit of what we'll get into mark with mark steven when he joins us next hour the voice of the calgary Peters, not to mention the matthew kachuk johnny Gaudreau talk because as i said off the top of the show almost an hour ago ratings came out for us they've tripled since we made the switch from cfl focus this spring and summer to nhl focus so you tell me what we should do as a business decision, you have to give people what they want, and they want the NHL talk, or for that matter, the NFL talk. Wayne in BC says Kyler Murray makes more than the CFL spends on the salary cap per year. Yeah, in one year he does. It's unbelievable. Um, from my cousin Christine in Madison Hat, she says the only CFL news I get is here on this show. Well, you should listen to AM 770 CHQR radio. A little more, Chris. That is the home of the Calgary Stampeders. But, and I don't, listen, what we're going to do with Mark is get into previewing these games in week seven. And whatever update we may have on Saturday's Saskatchewan football game, Saskatchewan Toronto, I was listening to Danny Austin on the sports radio here this morning, and uh, he is with the Calgary Sun. And he was be- giving a, a broad recap of what's gone on this week of the CFL. And he said, it's chaos. In Saskatchewan, don't know if they're going to play Saturday. COVID outbreak, suspended players, back-to-back weeks of player discipline and suspensions there, and I just wonder how the public necessarily views the CFL as it used to. Because 20 years ago, when it's heyday, I fe- Mark would may or may not agree, but early two th- early to mid 2000s was the heyday of the CFL. The stadiums were full, the ratings were high, and as, at a profile level in Canada, it. What more do you need? Ratings in full stadium showed you. It was at the same profile as the NHL in Canada. The players weren't making as much money, and now it's not even in the same stratosphere. I wonder if Canadians view it. No, I don't, I don't wonder. I know Canadians don't view it like they did 20 years ago or up until 20 years ago. I don't know. Not my problem, but it is a problem. And by the way, Wayne NBC makes a very good uh, point about Collar Murray... Well, he's not saying it, but he says, what has Connor Murray ever won in the NFL? Just asking. In the NFL, you get paid on potential. In the CFL, you get paid on what you've done. We can talk about that forever. I just, there's a lot of posturing and gobbledygook in the media, like Connor Murray was upset and Arizona didn't like his contract, and now this. Maybe that's why he was threatening to leave. He's a number one overall pick. He's a stud. He's changed the fortunes of that franchise. There's no doubt. Connor Murray is it. And now he's the second highest paid player in the National Football League. Anyways, next hour, we'll preview this week seven in the CFL, which kicks off tonight with a doubleheader. And we'll talk about where Johnny, sorry, where Matthew Kachuk's going to land and maybe Connor Bernard. That's all coming up. Stick around after this break here on, oh, that's it, on Game Plus TV.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then...